Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Thank you, Pastor Brian. What a joy for me to be here this morning, or this afternoon, rather, and have the opportunity to share the the Word of God with you. If you will allow me, I'd like to make a commercial. Nobody said amen, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do it, okay? I used to carry some CDs with me. The last few that I had sold them all this morning. And man, and I'm sure you're, you're just wondering, man, I wish he had kept some, even if I don't know what, what they were. I would have bought one from him just because it's him. But I, I do have three studies with me, okay? One of them has to do with the seven churches of Asia Minor. And uh, after you do go through that study, you'll have an opportunity to evaluate yourself. There's a sheet at the back where you can do that. And then I have a, a study on angels. I've had two experiences uh, with angels. And uh, the last one that I had was at a very difficult time in my life when I needed somebody to be with me. I was traveling from San Antonio to Del Rio, and I picked up a hitchhiker, something that I never do. And uh, after it was all said and done, just other details there in that study, I realized that God had sent me an angel to comfort me in my difficult time. And then the last study is the one I just, I just finished. I introduced it this morning. The, the person of the Holy Spirit. Many of the things I want to say uh, this, this afternoon are in that study. Now all these studies are all in Spanish, okay? So if you're interested in them, I'll have them at a table at the end. They're $10 each. You, you want to buy all three, you can get them for $25. And uh, ladies, you don't need a coupon for that, okay? <laughs> for, for, that, for that sale. No, I'll have them there. I'll take cash. I'll take your check. Just tell me, what's the name of your puppy? the color of your house, and, uh, you know, pertinent information like that. Uh, so if you're interested, you can see me at the end, of, uh, the end of the service. What a joy for me to spend this day with Pastor Cisneros, Pastor Brian, and, and Pastor Sandra. They're both... Uh, PKs. I have known their parents for many, many years. And um, to come to the church that they, the churches that they are pastoring is, 
it's like coming to see the kids, you know. And uh, I've known them since they were uh, they were kids, you know. And uh, not that I'm that old, you know. But then again, I ain't no spring chicken. But it's it's a real joy for me to be to be here. Let me tell you a ministry that I have, I've had for 25 years. The ministry is under the name Tio Uncle Tio Samuel. I've been ministering to children for 25, 25 years. Yeah, this 80-year-old dude, Peloni Panzon, can, can communicate with, uh, uh, with, with, with kids. You know, I never have to get after kids when I'm teaching them. All I do is change my tone of voice. As I was saying, kid, and I'll go straight to the one who's talking, the, the story that, I, that you're listening to, that takes care of it. And I, and I continue on. Uh, right now, I'm emphasizing divine healing with the children. I've given out hundreds of little bottles of uh, olive oil. And I've heard some marvelous testimonies uh, of the healings that have been in different churches that I've been where the children had prayed for the, for, for the sick. You pray for Tio Samuel, Tio Samuel ministry. How much longer I'll be able to do that, I don't know. But Today I can, and, uh, and I will, with, uh, with the Lord's help. I'd like to speak on the subject this, this afternoon. I keep wanting to say morning. Okay. Uh, afternoon, 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 p.m., 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 afternoon. Uh, on the subject of the person of the Holy Spirit, you will find the scripture in John 15:26 that reads in the following way. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have, I have said. In the Old Testament, everything revolved around God the Father. In the New Testament, it revolved around Jesus Christ. But before he left, he said that he would send another comforter that he would not leave, leave them as orphans, but that the Holy Spirit would be with them. And it is the Holy Spirit, this is the era, the time of the Holy Spirit that he is leading the church. He is God's representative. Unfortunately, in some cases, Formalism and fanaticism have provoked 
in some people in emphasis and they're afraid to be close or to the to the holy spirit not realizing this this is the time of the holy spirit without the participation of the holy spirit in your lives in my life we will soon we would soon have to file for spiritual bankruptcy because we cannot receive everything God has for us unless we involve the Holy Spirit in our lives. Keep in mind, the Holy Spirit is not a power. It's not an influence. He's not a a person that makes us feel good. He is a person in every sense of the word. When you're dealing with him, you deal with him as a, as a person. Now the Holy Spirit has different names such as the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, the Comforter, the Paraclete, the Spirit of Promise, the Spirit of Life, the Spirit of Truth, and the Spirit of Adoption. There are other, there are other names. With all the different names that he has, in one of any of those names, you will find the answer to your situation. And I will repeat what Pastor was telling us. When you do that, then he will turn it around. In any of those names, he can do he can do that. Now, there's three characteristics that a person needs to have to be classified as a person. You and I have these three characteristics. We can feel, we can think, well, sort of. And we have a will. The Holy Spirit can feel. Ephesians 4.30 tells us, do not grieve the Holy Spirit because he can feel. He can think. The scripture that I read, Jesus said he will teach you all things because he can think. He has a will. Paul says that the distribution of the gifts of the Spirit comes from the Holy Spirit as he wills. He has that ability. 
He can determine. He can speak. He can intercede for us in prayer. Now, this is an area that is, as far as I'm able to see over the years, that is not being practiced, at least not publicly. Maybe privately it is. There are times when we just don't know how to pray. We've asked God certain things and we just don't know how to ask him anymore. If we leave it to the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 8.26, he will intercede on our behalf with groans. When we pray in the Spirit, we are praying in tongues. And the prayer that the Holy Spirit does in his intercession is the perfect prayer. Because it is prayed according to the will of God. I may pray in the Spirit and my mind will not understand what I am praying. But the Holy Spirit does. He prays according to God's perfect will. And the reason he is able to do that because the Holy Spirit is God and he knows the will, the will of God. I would encourage you, church, in your prayer life, in church or away from church, allow the Holy Spirit to help you intercede when you're in a situation when you need him to do that. Now, there are symbols of the Holy Spirit. For example, fire. And I would think that that's the most popular one among Pentecostals, fire. You see, when you're on fire, you cannot stand still. I mean, if I was burning up, I could not just stand up here and say, hey, check me out. I'm burning. It is so cool to burn. I'd be running, I'd be moving, I'd be rolling over. I'd be looking for a hose. I've been looking for water because when you're on fire, you cannot stand still. Fire is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Wind is another symbol of the Holy Spirit. Let me encourage you to do this. Put up your sail and wherever the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing, just go there. He knows exactly where he is taking. Water, seal, oil, dove, all these are symbols 
of the Holy Spirit. Without the participation of the Holy Spirit, none of us that are here who know Jesus would have ever been saved. Because Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would bring conviction of sin. If we don't have that conviction of sin, we cannot ask for forgiveness. But once the Holy Spirit brings that conviction, we're put in a dilemma, what do I do? Do I ignore it or do I surrender? We were fortunate and blessed when we surrendered. We knew we were sinners. We knew that when they were preaching the word of God, we'd move to the right, we'd move to the left. It, it wouldn't matter where we would move to. We felt that conviction. It was the Holy Spirit who was bringing that conviction of sin. And after that, we gave and surrendered our hearts to Jesus Christ. He brought to us the salvation to our, to our hearts. We were regenerated. We were justified. We were sanctified, all three, by the power of the Holy Spirit in salvation. From sinners, we became saints. You can call me Saint Sam if you want to, okay? We're saints. We've been radically changed from sinners. We became the children of God because of the initial conviction the Holy Spirit brought to our lives to, to know that we were sinners. Now the Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with the church. We don't want to come to church, come to the altar and have an excess and have access to God and feel God and then walk out those doors and wait till the next service to do that. In between, and while we're here, the Holy Spirit wants to have a connection with us. And it doesn't matter where you are where you're in an elevator, you're in a plane, you're in your car, you can have that connection with the Holy Spirit. And when you learn to walk in the Spirit, it's a sign that the Holy Spirit is guiding you that you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We don't have to be in church 
to feel God. But I tell you something, this is the best place to feel him. But obviously, we cannot be here 24 hour, 24 seven. That means that it is vital for you and I to have this relationship with the, with, with the, with the Holy Spirit. Back in the 50s, there was a group of guys that were called Pachucos. How many know what a Pachuco is? Yeah, yeah. There are a gang of of guys in the community in El Barrio. You would know who the Pachucos were because they had these characteristics. For one thing, when they would walk, they would just swing their arms. You could see them at a distance and you knew que eran los VATOS of the barrio, los pachucos. They all wore khaki pants. How they could afford Stacy Adam shoes, I don't understand. <laughs> Comían tortillas y, y frijoles y papas. No meat, but they could use Stacy Adam shoes. Another thing was the way they talked. They had their own vocabulary. If you know that vocabulary, have a conversation with me after the service. I know what the mouse is, okay? I know what la lira is. I know what el rol is. I know all that. One, another characteristic of a pachuco is the way they would, they would comb. A lot of hair, pretend, okay? <laughs> And they would comb like this and form a ducktail in the back. And they would put some Vaseline, the parrot, they used to call it la Vaselina de la Perica. And they would put that Vaseline in their hair and I promise not one hair would be out of place. I mean, a, a hurricane could go through there <laughs> and the hair would be in place. If you're walking on the side of the street and you see the pachucos coming, if you were smart, you would cross the street because you know what was gonna happen. They're gonna beat you up. Well, it's a poor analogy but let me say it like this. When you're walking with the Holy Spirit and he is within you and you see the enemy coming and you're full of the Spirit, you're being led by the Spirit, I ask you, who crosses the street? 
It's not the spirit, spirit-filled. You see, when a spirit-filled Christian wakes up in the morning, the devil and his agent says, hey, let's get out of here. He's, he's beginning to wake up. Another one, oh, he's okay. He's harmless. He doesn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can make the very foundation of hell to tremble because of the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Now understand why he wants to have that relationship with the church. How many of you have a, a will? Testament? You might say, well, brother, I have two testaments, the old and the new <laughs> testament. Well, that's not a will. Every will needs to have an executor. The testator, the one who makes the will, designates and names an executor so his estate can be distributed the way the testator, the one who makes the will, desires. Having gone through that experience with my parents, I knew what was in the will. I could not change it. I could not modify it. I could not take some paragraphs out. As it was written, I had to follow the instructions of mom and dad's desire because of the way they had left it in their will. Jesus Christ has a will right here. Everything that God has, you are a co-heir with Jesus Christ. Do you want to know what's yours? Read the will. Read the will. Don't be satisfied by, by saying, well, I know Jesus wept. I know John 3.16. Read the whole world, the whole, the whole word. These are your promises. These are your possessions. It's yours. Now, Jesus named the Holy Spirit as the executor of his estate. If you have a relation with the Holy Spirit and you're reading the word of God and you desire what you just read, let the Holy Spirit bring it to you. Let him make it happen in your life. But you need to know what is yours. 
If you don't know what is yours, you cannot receive it. Back in 1988, I bought a 98 Oldsmobile, the last ones of the 98s. The car didn't have not over 3,000 miles. And driving on 37, right before I got to Pleasanton, I started having problems with it. Just made it with just enough to leave the car at a gas station. The next morning, I brought my brother David with me, armed with uh, some chains and uh, my 75 Chevrolet Caprice. Like, you remember those? Like the ones uh, the low riders had? Well, I had one before they did. So here we go to bring back the new Oldsmobile. David got under and made the connection. And there we are, <laughs> driving down 37 to San Antonio, like two crazy Mexicans. And I would yell at David, David, dale. Ponle, detente, hold on. You see, the guy in the back is the one who controls everything. Right, man? Come on, you know what I'm talking about, no se hagan. <laughs> Control everything. So we finally made it to the Oldsmobile people in San Antonio. A few days later, I read my insurance policy for my Oldsmobile. At the very bottom, it had these words, T-O-W-I-N-G. And it was not to wing, it meant towing. I was paying $2.50 a month that if I ever needed my car to be towed, all I would have to do is make a telephone call. But ignorance led me to the chain. Ignorance led me to yell, un mexicano loco del barrio, yelling his head off because of ignorance, towing, I could have had it done. Do not lose out of what God has for you. Read the will, read the will. The more you know, the more you read the will, the more you will find out what is yours. You and I are co-heirs with Jesus, with Jesus Christ. Having said that, the Holy Spirit becomes the executor of the will of Jesus Christ. 
We have God the Father. We have God the Son. We have God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. Each member of the Trinity has a function. If there's anything I would want you to remember from my message is this. God the Father, the Creator, initiates everything. Okay? God the Father, the Creator, initiates everything. God the Son speaks as Creator. Whatever the Father creates, initiates, the Son speaks it, but it is the Holy Spirit who makes it happen. See, God has something already prepared for you. He initiated that. The Son has spoken it. What you and I need to do is to allow the Holy Spirit to make it happen. See, you can understand now, hopefully better, why the participation of the Holy Spirit in our lives is mandatory. It is imperative. We need him every day of our lives because he is the one who makes it happen. Involve him in your, in your life. Don't walk out the, those doors and leave him here at the altar or right there where you're sitting. Walk with him. Let him make things happen. He will show you things that you do not know he would even show you things that you and I do not understand. But he does. He knows everything because he is omniscient. He knows everything. But we need to have him and allow him to do that. There's a million dollar word. I don't know too many of those. But that word is Anthropomorphism, which means that God puts the infinite concepts of himself and puts them in a human analogy. For what purpose? So that you and I can understand. God puts the infinite concepts of himself in a human analogy so that you and I can understand. Let me give you an example of an anthropomorphism. In Genesis it says, and Enoch walked with God. I can understand that. You can too. We can, I can understand that. Because I, I walk with Rose. Rose is my wife of almost 60 years. 
I walk with her. When I go to the mall, I walk with her till I find a chair. <laughs> While she's touching every dress, every blouse right here when they pass by. I don't know why you ladies do that, but whatever is your thing, it's, it's yours. I'm not going to touch it. But have you noticed how they're all worn out right here? <laughs> it's what the ladies do. I go and find myself a place to sit down. I get up and I walk with Rose. When we were a whole lot younger, we would hold hands when we would walk. We continue to hold hands, but for a different reason. Now we hold hands to help each other up. <laughs> Me, more than her, Enoch walked with God. You and I can walk with the Holy Spirit. How many of you remember geometry? Squares, rectangles, parallelograms, triangles, circles, remember the radius? All those are geometric shapes. But there was one called parallelo lines, parallel lines. Here's one line, here's the other. They can go like that indefinitely. They never cross. They say like that to eternity. Right after I left my work with the organization, I had spent 25 years there. On the 31st of August was my last day. On the first day of September, I was flying to California to represent the Assemblies of God head, financial headquarters to the Latino districts. But I started experiencing something that I had never experienced. I started feeling depressed. It would not go away. How many of you have had the experience of being depressed? It's emotional, but it hurts. You cannot take two Tylenol and call the doctor in the morning because it will not it will not help. Being in that situation, all I wanted to do was sleep. Because that was the only time I could feel good. Now, I will say that I still like to sleep, but for different reasons, okay? I went to my doctor, Dr. Quinones, and I told him, Dr., this is what I am experiencing. And he said, Sam, that's very common. 
when you've been doing the same thing for so many years. It's very common. I'll give you some, something so it'll make you feel better. And I told him, you know what, doctor, let me wait on that. I continued feeling depressed. I would preach with no emotion. No emotion, no emotion whatsoever. I was depressed. But one day, I remembered, I am a Christian. I preach the word of God. And I am told that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, para, from parallel, is at my side. And when I thought about that, what I did, I extended my weak hand and got a hold of the hand of the Holy Spirit. He took me by the hand and he walked with me. The next day, I started feeling better. The next, the following day, started feeling even, even better. Everything that I had preached, everything that I taught became a reality. That's okay. Let me, I'll hold on to this. Give me about another hour. Can you imagine this skinny man trying to hold me? <laughs> but thanks. The Lord made me well. See, God had already initiated that. And Jesus had spoken it as a creator. And when I involved the Holy Spirit, <laughs> he made it happen. He set me free. And to this day, adios, so long, later, depression. It just does not have a place in my life. See, you have the names of the Holy Spirit. You have the symbols. You have him as a person. You have him wanting in salvation. You have him having wanted to have a relationship with you. You have him as the executor of God's will. You have him as the one who teaches all, teaches us all things. But in your everyday life, he is there. He is there. And I believe, church, that the Holy Spirit is here right now.
be careful if you extend your hand you might touch him he is that close that close to you i'm just wondering if something needs to be turned around in your life right now the holy spirit is right there you let him let him take you by the hand like he did me and the things would turn around knowing what depression is if you would bow your heads i'm going to ask you a question how many of you are battling depression yes 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 this is about four or five i want to tell you that the holy spirit is going to set you free through the power of Jesus Christ if you don't mind meeting me here at the altar i'd like to pray for you because i know what you're going through i know what you're going through if you come right here to my left i'll i'll join you in a couple of minutes remember what i said earlier The Holy Spirit is a person. Not a power, not an influence. When you deal with him, deal with him as a person. What I'd like for you to do right now. If you want to, you can stand to your feet. Raise up your hands surrendering to the Holy Spirit. and talk to him if you haven't talked to him maybe you need to apologize to him for not doing it but start a, a closer relationship with the holy spirit right now in the name of jesus holy spirit on my left on my right in the center move through this auditorium And as you move, touch your people. Touch your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.